Welcome to the 273rd episode of Built on Passion. I'm your host, Matthew Delabuono, and today we have on the co-founder of Hikers Brew Coffee, Zach Pekka. Hikers Brew Coffee makes sustainably minded coffee for the outdoors. For hikers. Okay, maybe not specifically hikers. And either way, we're all hikers at heart, right? Hitchhiking through this crazy thing we call life. Anyway, sustainably minded coffee. What does that even mean? Well, we're going to really dig into that and it's way deeper than it actually sounds. I mean, coffee is one of the most common daily routines in the world and for good reason. It's, it's awesome. The waste and single use plastic that this industry can create can be absolutely absurd. We've all heard of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. If not, Google it. It's kind of shocking. More so shocking that you haven't heard of it at this point, but stick with me here. In creating Hikers Brew Coffee, Zach and his co-founder slash partner, Addy Serum, want to help push the coffee industry into a drastically more sustainable future. And it all started with their venture pouches. Though I'm like 90% sure that a cup of coffee came first, but you know, we're splitting hairs here. Zach and Addy got this idea about creating a company that can really help push an industry with a lot of single-use plastic into a better direction. And so they really went down the rabbit hole of meticulously eliminating any single-use plastic in their packaging, finding coffee farms that were ethically and sustainably run, and even opt to run their operation with the smallest team possible to prevent any excess coffee from just sitting on the shelf. Their orders are basically made on purchase to make sure no extra materials are used and just sitting. And more importantly, they make sure that their coffee is still the freshest it possibly can be. At the end of the day, it isn't just the length at which Zach and Addy go to make their operation so sustainable, it's the grit that they show with sticking to their guns to maintain their high standards of quality and sustainability without sacrificing either or. In this episode of Built on Passion, Zach Pekka walks us through the steps they took to ensure their coffee operation was as sustainable as possible while delivering the highest quality coffee that they possibly could, the benefits of staying a small batch company to stay true to their mission, and the how and why behind Piker's Brew Coffee. Do you own or do marketing for an outdoor travel, wellness, or fitness product company? If you enjoy listening to our podcast built on passion, have a brand of your own and are interested in joining one of Red Yeti's upcoming giveaways, we'd love to have you. Our giveaway campaigns are a great way for you to gain exposure and build a targeted audience of potential customers. We've worked with hundreds of brands over the years. Chances are you've probably seen our giveaways and we've put together giveaways related to the outdoor fitness, wellness and health spaces. If you're interested in partnering or joining one of our giveaways, just message us on Instagram. Our handle is at ReadyYeti. That's R-E-D-D-Y-Y-E-T-I. Just tell us you'd like to join one of our upcoming giveaways and someone from our team will be in touch. Remember, just message us on Instagram at ReadyYeti. That's R-E-D-D-Y-Y-E-T-I. All right, all right. Well, hang on one second before we actually jump into this episode. I just wanted to say thank you. Really, thank you for supporting everything we're trying to do. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being engaged, being curious, and just being there supporting the show. We work really hard to put together a really interesting show and have on guests that are truly doing something progressive, interesting, and building something truly special. If you are looking for a way to show your support and help us continue to do what we are doing, One of the biggest things you could do, and I know it seems like a really small thing, but is leave a review. Plus, it helps inform other people what your experience of this podcast has been like. So that's basically it. I just wanted to say a big old thank you to you, the listener. 
please leave a review. It is extremely helpful and uh, you look great. And that's it. Bye. Zach, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Appreciate it. Who are you and what do you do? I'm Zach. I'm the founder and chief everything officer at Hikers Brew Coffee, as we call it. It's just Addie, my girlfriend, who we've been together since junior year of high school, um, going on nine years together in the company, though. It's only been the two of us. And so we're kind of the chief everything officer. We do everything, whether it's social media, production. You know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I you know, love business, love learning about business. And it's kind of like my passion. Like I only listen to business podcasts and I love your podcast, love hearing from other entrepreneurs. And I'm a student, I'm an entrepreneur. I try to mentor those that are trying to find the path behind me. And coffee king, if you will, coffee royalty. Yeah, sure. Coffee roaster. You know, Addie and I, we we roast everything in-house ourselves. And so we're still learning about that. So Hikers Brew has been around for little over five years. We started in 2016 and we worked with a local coffee shop that was roasting coffee for a long time. And then in the last almost two years now, we've been actually roasting everything in-house ourselves. And it was really like kind of an abrupt transition. It would just have learned so much since then. And we're still learning a ton. There's so much to learn in the coffee industry. And and we're really trying to dial in on the roasts that we do, the specific blends that we do and flavors. And I think that would be interesting in the years to come to see even where we are a year from now and how much more we know about roasting coffee and the process. Hikers Brew Coffee. How did you get started with that? Really just saw a need for a coffee that is sustainably minded for the people who are going out on the trail, backpacking, camping, or just to pull away from even the coffee industry in general and just be a sustainable coffee that's kind of leading sustainability and just doing good for our environment. So really we started the company because of sustainability. It wasn't necessarily coffee at the beginning. Addie and I through high school and then our early years in college, business school here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, we would go on various trips, whether it was like camping trips or going with the family down to Florida and walking the beach and everything that we did. It always started with like a cup of coffee, but we weren't like huge coffee drinkers back at home. It was just like every adventure we went on. You know, I don't know if it's because you're like waking up earlier than usual, staying up later because you're just trying to have a ton of fun. But it always just started with a cup of coffee, cup of coffee, walk the beach. And we just love the environment. We took different environmental classes and, you know, high school and learn about like the Pacific garbage patch and like how many K-cups can like wrap around the earth and all this stuff. And you see like how the food industry in general can be pretty unsustainable, but even the coffee industry, you know, there's a lot of like single servings and things like that, that can be very unsustainable. And so we just really wanted to lead an initiative of doing better. And our goal has always been to get other consumers or get our consumers to just think about it, right? Maybe you don't practice sustainability at home, but if you're thinking about it, if you're interested and if you're buying from us because we're sustainable versus that other coffee brand that isn't, we hope that other coffee brand will change. They'll buy sustainable packaging. They'll try to be more sustainable because consumers want that. And hopefully bigger companies will do the same. So creating the idea, getting people thinking about it. So that way, everybody eventually in turn, they want sustainable products. Bigger companies have to go sustainable then. Would you say the sustainable piece of Hikers Brew Coffee came before 
the actual coffee itself? The idea comes from seeing a lot of people drinking instant coffee on backpacking trips and things like that, where it's a lot of like single serve and coffee doesn't necessarily taste great, or they're bringing just like bigger pound bags or what have you with them that's sacrificing a lot of weight because they're probably not going to use that during you know their weekend trip or a couple day trip. And it's a lot of like big foil bags, like product bags that aren't necessarily great for the environment. And so, you know, bringing that out there and hopefully not leaving that on the trail. Also just like grinding ahead of time or bringing grounds with you and like Ziploc bags and stuff. Like we just saw a lot of that. And so we wanted to create more convenient product that's high quality, fresh ground coffee in a package that's compostable better for the environment. So that way, when you're done with that package, it's going to be a lot better than like the Ziplocs and different things in the industry. And so it was probably just this vision of all of that at the same time, but it was probably kind of like coffee first. And then we just knew it had to be sustainable. Like we weren't going to start a coffee company and just like fall into the trap of everything else. Like we just wanted to be different. We wanted to just do better. And so by doing some searches of various manufacturers of coffee packaging, we found a manufacturer which is actually only an hour and a half from us in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So very close in the state still that produces compostable packaging and had been trying to do better as well at that time. And so we sat down with them and, and we just knew we were going to work with them right away. And I guess Brew was born. It's so serendipitous that the packaging company that you started working with is that close to. Yeah. They had been manufacturing like coffee packaging and various food packaging for a while before like we approached them in 2016. But the main manufacturer of like the paper and all that stuff, I'm sure they were really like sustainably minded and they probably had heard from consumers that they wanted that. And so they were just trying to make that initiative too. And I think in Wisconsin in general, like we do a really good job with like recycling and managing trash and things compared to like other places that I've been. But it's just a lot of sustainability, sustainably focused things. Like there's not a ton of like 1% for the planet companies here, which we recently found out when becoming certified. And there's not just a lot of that like main focus where you would see in like Boulder or Portland or something like that. You have your roasts, they're like classic bags of coffee. And then you have the venture pouches. Did you start off trying to specialize in that or did you figure out maybe we'll just broad strokes, stick with coffee for everyone and see where it goes. What was the progression of your different products you offer? Hiker's Brew is an adventure-ready trail coffee. It's roasted fresh for adventure for those who are camping and backpacking. And so along those guidelines and that little pitch, we are really focused on the venture pouches. And that's because we want people to take it camping. We want people to start any adventure with a cup of coffee and it, we want it to be a quality one. And so being able to have something that's conveniently packed, it's freshly ground, it's freshly roasted, freshly ground, then packaged in our smaller pouches. We even hand place a oxygen one-way valve that you would usually see at the big ring on a, a bigger coffee bag. We put these little sticker valves on that we found with Bosch, actually. So we put those all on by hand because we were just trying to maximize the freshness. And so, yeah, we really started with just like knowing that we want this like conveniently packaged pouch that people can bring with them, get rid of the Ziploc bags. Don't use those. Don't bring bigger bags with you if you don't have to, especially if you're like backpacking, you're just trying to cut weight, but you can't do the instant coffee because it doesn't taste as great. 
so yeah, it was really that first. And then we just knew roasting ourselves or sourcing the coffee ourselves, like some of our local market, at least to get started in the beginning of Hikers Brew, wanted the bigger bags. And so we sell in various local like grocery stores or co-ops or some bigger gift shops locally that wanted those bigger bags. And so it made sense for us to do that too. And yeah, people will use the bigger bags like at home or in the office at work and bring the pouches with them, you know, on their adventures, which also could be the office if you (laughs) think of it like that, or even just traveling around, but camping and backpacking and things like that. How did you develop the venture path? Was there a lot of R&D or was your vision and path to fine tune this pretty clear? In the first three, four years, like we were in college. And so we didn't focus on like a ton of sales or anything like that. It was a lot of like R&D and like perfecting the product and and just like outreach on Instagram, making partnerships and things like that. And so what we did at the beginning is we just contacted the manufacturer of our packaging. We got a sample box as you do of like various packaging, all their compostable options, and then like what sizes and things that they could do. But then they'll also do custom sizes for you. And so just taking some of their smaller ones, we knew right away, like we didn't want it to be a single serve. We wanted you to have like a little bit more coffee. So that way you're usually with at least another person. You can make like two cups, two bigger cups, or maybe like a three or four cups for a smaller group. And so we started with like the weight of the coffee first, you know, looking at recommendations online of like how much grounds per cup of coffee based on like coffee standards and then like taste testing that and seeing exactly like how much we wanted to use, which now we've landed on 36 grams. And then so we put that in a package and, and kind of saw at the beginning, like, all right, if we fold this package to be like tightly fit with the grounds inside, so we're not like wasting space either. And then like, you know, add a seal mark, like what size is this going to be? And so we initially started with just like, that initial size of like coffee grounds taking up the entire package and later found out like we needed to add another half inch or so just because we couldn't seal it very easily. But yeah, a lot of R and D like through over the years of just taste testing the coffee, making sure various roasts need certain ground sizes and different things like that of, of the packaging and stuff too. And so that's what we landed on this venture pouch. What's coming next. We found a convenient way to make coffee with K-Cups, that it was easy, whatever. It would be great to see Hikers Brew have like a sustainable K-Cup version of that. Does that exist? Yeah, there have been a ton of new products in the last couple of years of of just like sustainable options. There are sustainable K-Cups. Various bigger companies out there have been making compostable pods. And so it's it's a little like compostable paper basket so you don't have like that cup on the bottom. So it has to sit in a bag still just to keep the grounds fresh or from keep them from staling. The ring on them are compostable. One specific company is PurePod 100. They manufacture a ring out of coffee chaff. And so that's really cool. And I think it was actually led by McDonald's. Don't quote me on that, but I, I'm pretty sure like through some digging and stuff, McDonald's was making you know various things for their company. And they just started using the coffee chat. And so you mix it with like different resins that are sustainable and things like that and, and create this ring. And then so they created a K-cup pod off of that, a little bit more sustainable. We've thought about doing that, offering it, you know, just like minimums are, they're just not there for our smaller company. We can't really do it in-house. But yeah, just different options are out there. There's tea bag style, which has been pretty popular in the, the last couple of years. 
There's also like just little pour over sort of mechanisms that will attach to a mug and you can brew coffee that way. But those are manufactured widespread overseas. It's not like super obvious if they are sustainable or not. I would say probably not. A lot of it's like bleached white paper and the basket and stuff like that is heavily bleached and probably not sustainable in the end based on how it's actually manufactured. But yeah, it would be very fun. You know, we're always thinking of what we could do that's unique to us and how any product line that we go into, whether it's like a ready to drink beverage, if we were going to do K-cups or anything, like how we can make sure that that's going to be sustainably manufactured and a sustainable product at the end of its life cycle. You said something that reminded me of something we discussed a little earlier, and that was uh, transparency, because I know that's a huge part of what you guys are trying to do. And a lot of things that you are trying to accomplish in terms of quality and sustainability really can be built on having that trust from your consumers. How do you balance that? And how did you work that in to use as your brand identity and bring your customers along the journey of what you're trying to do? Was it difficult? Was it like extra work, I guess, to integrate that? When we were first starting to grow the business in the beginning, you know, we wanted to mock a lot of the bigger companies in the industry and just have like really high quality images in like our Instagram feed, right? And it kind of took away from the fact that we're actually a really small company. Like it's just Addy and I that manufactures everything. We're roasting, we're grinding, we're packaging, we're shipping and writing notes and orders and shipping to our retailers and sales and con- like we're, we're doing all of it, marketing. We knew that showing all this, we were looking a lot bigger than what we were. And so we wanted to show people like we're actually really small, showing them behind the scenes because when you're a sustainable brand, what we learned like later on in our college years is there's a ton of greenwashing and like a lot of sustainable products come new into the industry. They could be small companies or big companies. And a lot of them are just greenwashing, whether they know it or not. And so that was a realization of us is like, we don't want to greenwash. We want to be honest and we want to be completely transparent with our customers of like exactly how everything's manufactured, exactly how we're offsetting. You know, I think in the years to come, like we'll, we'll be showing like reports of how we're offsetting, but we're really new to be in like climate neutral status certified as well as 1% for the planet certified. And so later on, as we become bigger and there are reports that we can show, like we want to show that. And so if you're going to be a sustainable product, if you're going to be trying to lead this movement or be a part of this movement, you know, we're not very big. And so it's kind of hard to say that we're leading the movement, but we're at least a part of it. We're pushing consumers to be a part of it. I think you just need to be transparent and show everything that you're doing. And we're roasting, we're packaging all of it ourselves. We've talked to co-packers in the past, but it just doesn't make sense for us because we want all of our customers to receive the absolute freshest coffee that they possibly can. And so that's why we say it's roasted for adventure. So literally like that, if you place an order with us right now, we don't have the coffee prepared for you. We're going to go into the roastery probably this afternoon or tomorrow, roast that coffee completely fresh with our other orders, package it and ship it out the door within the next two days. So you're going to actually have completely maximized freshly roasted coffee. And hopefully a week from then you're going on a camping trip. And you're going to bring that freshly roasted coffee for you. And it's going to taste a heck of a lot better than anything else you're going to get. How do you handle keeping up with that many orders and still staying so 
wonderfully true to your mission of just transparency and, you know, keeping things fresh. It is tough, you know, especially when we were smaller, it was, it was way harder because you roast a certain amount or we ordered a certain amount of beans and like, how can we, how can we get rid of this like right now? So that way it is completely fresh and people are getting the right products. Right. And so that's just us like getting into various retailers and getting into these grocery stores where we can produce enough weekly for our orders that everything goes out the door completely fresh. And we're at that point now, probably for the last like three years we have been. So we focus on flavored coffee. We also have like a regular medium roast and a regular dark roast, but that allows us to use the regular medium roast that we use for all of our flavored coffee options too. So really we roast two different blends. We have our medium roast, which is our mom marker blend. It's Colombian and Brazil. And we use that same blend for our flavored coffees, which is s'mores flavored coffee, caramel flavored coffee, French vanilla, and a hazelnut. And so being able to use that in the flavoring process is is huge for us because we can just roast the medium roast and then split it up into the buckets that we use to flavor and and things like that and and separate. The one thing that is a little different is the yurt dirt. Yurt dirt is our dark roast and that is a Sumatra Guatemala blend. And so that one's different, but we roast smaller batches on that one and we still have the orders coming in where we can get rid of it. The nice thing is too, is that we are super small batch. We yield five pounds every batch we do. And so being able to keep smaller batches as we grow, that will work for all of our order sizes helps with that manufacturing process. Do you find that you need to spend a lot of time on the education side for what you're trying to do with sustainability, quality, all of that? just to have your customers understand what you're really trying to accomplish beyond just make great coffee. Education is a huge part of it, right? And then we could definitely do better even in our marketing of, of showing and educating like exactly what we're doing and why we're doing things. And that's something that we are trying to just like showcase on our website a little bit more too. Like Roasted for Adventure, like we don't really say anywhere that everything is completely fresh. It, it kind of like read between the lines, maybe you get it, but we know that consumers don't necessarily or can't necessarily do that. And so, yeah, I think like we have to become educated. You know, Addie, she has an environmental science minor and we're both business majors. And so we understand business a little bit, you know, behind the business. We understand the basis of environmental sciences and like in some of our business classes, like they even talk about environmental impact and things like that. And then taking extra classes in high school where we learned about a lot of that, but then we have to read bigger articles talking about sustainability and just like trying to read books and listen to podcasts. Listening to podcasts is like one of our biggest things just because we're roasting all the time. And so we have to have big headphones on that kind of like help protect our ears from, from all the loud noise, but we're able to listen to music or podcasts. And so that's kind of like how we're trying to stay educated, but then yeah, just keeping up with like how the industry is moving and what other companies are doing. And also just like working with other companies too. Like that's probably one of my favorite things is like creating partnerships and chatting with other entrepreneurs who are running small businesses, especially if they're sustainable, just to kind of see like what various markets are doing, whether it's like food or beverage or just any sort of product that's sustainable and just seeing what people are doing and learning from each other that way too. Speaking of, I guess, branching out, I know you guys put out 
not cold brew, but iced coffee. Is it cold brew? Yeah, so it's called Snap Chilled Coffee. And that was with a partnership with Elemental Beverage. So they're out of Maine. So any roaster really can ship their beans to Elemental Beverage and they will snap chill your coffee for you. And so what snap chilling is, it's brewed hot and then chilled in their proprietal snap chiller in an instant and then canned into aluminum cans that are like your normal like 12 ounce like pop can soda can that's something we did this last summer we did it for a lot of the events that we went to i mean just like kind of gave it away in various like outdoor industry events and yeah it was just kind of our way of like getting people to try our coffee we sold a little bit like online what was left over just to kind of help move it and it probably won't be something that we'll do in the future but we've tested like cold brew and things like that in the past where two summers ago maybe three now addy and i were cold brewing our coffee our mom marker blend ourselves like we have a little pot that can do like 10 gallons at a time just a little 10 gallon pot (laughs) well and so 10 gallons of concentrate and then you can water it down and basically like double or three times it so you can brew a little bit more but Small batches are key though there too, because we want to control everything. And we were bottling it in 12 ounce glass bottles like you would get for beer. It was just something we did for our local market and a lot of like our grocery store co-ops and and gift stores. And it was super fun, but we don't have like the canning abilities of like nitro flushing. So the shelf life was a lot less. It was like two, three weeks. So there was a good amount of waste. Good thing about glass is you can reuse the glass bottles. You go back and wash them out and sanitize and things like that. But it just wasn't a sustainable business model. And the sustainability part of it, even with glass, like you you need to reuse glass in order for glass to really be sustainable. It's not recycled easy enough. And so that was our move in this last year of trying to go with an aluminum can sort of product. And so in the future, we'll probably do more of that. Is there anything in particular that you're interested in or working on that you could share that you have in store for what might come next for Hikers Brew Coffee? Being able to roast and control everything ourselves. You know, we can be very nimble and launch like almost any product tomorrow. And, you know, that's kind of like how we launched our initial products in the beginning anyways. It's just like coming up with a quick design and throwing it out there and seeing how we need to change. And so like over the last five, six years that we've been in business, like we've changed the way that our packaging looks a good amount. And even recently, like our pouches that you currently see on our website will look different than what you're actually getting. We just made a change and we're going to upload new imagery soon. And we're just changing the the wording and, and, and whatever that's on our packaging. So being able to be super quick with changes allows us to kind of go into anything. So we could do ready to drink, you know, we've tested it over the last couple of years and we like the idea, especially like when we're going to a lot of these outdoor industry events in the summertime, like it's hot, people want to drink something cold and they don't want hot coffee. So that's kind of like how we can get them to try the same coffee. You know, it's the same blends that we're roasting that you would, you would brew yourself, but it's just cold. So having a cold brew or having a nice coffee or what, what have you is just our way of kind of getting people to try that. And then, yeah, just like being as sustainable as, as we possibly can. And like, we're pretty young, you know, about to be 26, Addie's 25. Like we're, we're still learning. We're fresh out of college and we went right into the business working full time. And so it'll be interesting in the, you know, the years to come, like 
you see the company changing because of thought processes we have, things we're, we're learning, things we're doing different now because we're realizing that maybe this manufacturing process wasn't as sustainable as it could have been. And so just becoming better, we still could do so much better with sustainability. And so to answer your question, I think moving forward, you'll just see us doing more sustainable things. We'll be talking about like different sustainable initiatives that we're doing and just trying to do more sustainably minded like initiatives and like cleaning up. We worked with Granite Gear in this last year sponsoring their groundskeepers program. And so they had maybe like 20 to 30 different ambassadors going out and just cleaning up trails. And so it'd be really cool to see at the end of this year, like how how many pounds of trash they picked up on, on the trail. And so like doing just more of that, partnering with these other brands like Granite Gear and just like working with brands who want to do better. And so I think you'll see Hikers Brew kind of participating in more of that and maybe in local communities too, of like our local community in Eau Claire or local communities where these other brands in our industry are trying to be sustainably minded and maybe like traveling to them and, and helping them out with something too. Do you think you would want to, or would it even be possible to get into the agriculture side of coffee cultivation and trying to progress the sustainability efforts there too? Our goal is to obviously grow our company and hire new staff and get various employees. And I think at some point we'll probably hire somebody who really wants to be roasting full time. Right. And that will allow us to step away and kind of work in in different places, the business where we're needed. So having somebody roast full time, like they can focus on making sure the product is better. You know, products always going to change over the next couple of years and just become better. It can only get better from here. And, and so we currently work with a importer who brings coffee from overseas from our various origins. So maybe in the future, we would just like buy directly from the farms and some bigger roasteries or giant coffee companies will actually like own these farms, but being able to support overseas in like Brazil and Colombia and buy directly from a farm is only going to allow us to become even more transparent of being able to visit these farms and see what's actually going on over there and how can we make sure that they're being as sustainable as possible so that way the beans we're getting and that supply chain is actually sustainable too. One thing that we do right now, which I think most companies do, is just buying organic and buying fair trade. And if you buy fair trade, you know, we're paying the farmers over there a fair wage that they are allowed to invest that money back into their their crop, into their farm. They plant shade trees, which in in turn is going to be more sustainable because it allows the coffee plant to retain water more. So it doesn't have to be watered as much. just helps protect the the products or the plants. And and so just various methods like that. Like I'm sure there's a, a ton more that these farmers want to be doing or that are doing that even we don't know about. And, and so, yeah, that would be super cool of just creating a relationship with these farmers. And, you know, right now we can see like the farm that we're buying from, but we don't get to meet that farmer. I'm sure we could if we contacted our exporter, but just not something we've been able to do. I'm really glad you said relationship because it also highlights the fact that this isn't just uh, starts here, it ends up there. You're all right. I mean, you have to work with so many different coffee growing operations to get the different beans. You got to work with uh, whoever's making all the packaging, all these different pieces. It, it comes together. I guess it does take a village. Like this is Hikers Brew Coffee, but there's so much more to your operation and the coffee industry as a whole 
And it does seem like you guys are trying to bring that more to light. What actually goes into your coffee, how it gets there and the different pieces along the way that it, or the different points along the way it touches and how do you tweak that? And you guys are actually doing something about it. And I think that's incredible. I like coffee, but I love what you're doing. And I think it's remarkable. Thank you. Yeah. I, I super appreciate that. We're always changing. And so like anywhere that we're buying from, whether it's even just like shipping boxes and stuff like that, like we're thinking about sustainability. How can we buy material that has already been recycled and created into new shipping boxes and different things like that? And even if we like buy products from like Uline, because Uline's everywhere and we have one super close to us. And, and so when we buy stuff from them, like a lot of times things show up with bubble wrap and that's not how we do things. We'll use, you know, paper if we have to stuff something, but we really like to get various box sizes because we want to ship you your products in a box that is literally just like contained and you don't have to have a lot of like packaging paper and stuff like that. But we try to repurpose that bubble wrap. And so some with some of our retail orders, if there is space in a box, like we'll, we'll just reuse it. We store it all and we'll reuse that and ship it to them. So at least it has a second life, even if they don't reuse it. And if it's not recycled properly, like at least we're trying to do better of just repurposing and using it again. But I think there's so much, like we can only control like this a little bit. And so there's so many different businesses that have to really kind of come together and just want to make a change and sustainability. We can only be a small piece of it. What would be the best coffee for, I guess, a starter hikers brews coffee fan? Well, we have our six pack sampler in our adventure pouches. And so you can try them all. Everyone's taste preference is completely different. Some people like it dark. Some people like it lighter. And a lot of our coffee is on, you know, medium dark side. And so it's a lot of like chocolatey caramely tones. And that works really well with like the flavor coffees that we're offering. And then it's also just a good starting point for people who aren't necessarily like a quote unquote coffee snob and allows us to really get people to just try to drink coffee black too. That's something we didn't mention, but like getting away from the creamers and the sugars and just drinking coffee black to have the good coffee flavor or taste the caramel, the s'mores and different things. I love like our mild marker blend, the basic medium roast, but every once in a while, like we'll treat ourselves with s'mores. Addie loves s'mores or some mores is, is really what we call it. Hazelnut, the hazy hiker is also very popular. How did you come up with those flavors and work them in? How do you add like the toasted marshmallow flavor? Hazelnut seems a little bit more clear cut because that's like a natural nut. But what's that process like? What we do is we roast fresh coffee. We'll roast that medium roast blend. And so once it comes off the roaster, it's still, you know, it goes on the cooling tray, but after cooling, it's still a little bit warm inside. And so those beans, they turn into a sponge. They can absorb pretty much anything. And so what we get or what most flavored coffee companies do is use a flavoring oil. And so it's made from a propylene glycol base. And so it's kind of like this thicker, syrupy sort of oil a little bit less than like a maple syrup, the way that it runs, not as thick. And they just add various like natural and artificial flavoring components to it. And so we, we just source that from another company. They come in bigger jugs and we, we dump that in on the beans by certain measurement, you know, try to be as consistent as possible. We weigh it all out and then we literally have like five gallon buckets. So we'll shake like 10 pounds at a time and stir it in, coat them evenly. And that's how you get flavored coffee. 
Zach, thank you so much for coming on, just sharing what you're doing. If there is an industry that needs help with sustainability, it's coffee. Everyone's drinking it all the time. So we need you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me here, Matt, and just allowing me to talk about our story and, and share our mission. And hopefully we can get more people to just think about sustainability a little bit more before purchasing certain products and just trying to do better. Absolutely. For anyone who wants to pick up some coffee, obviously, and more importantly, learn a little bit more about what you're doing and just more about your coffee, where's the best place for them to head? Yeah. So hikersbrewcoffee.com for our website. You can purchase all of our products there and, and read about our sustainable efforts. And we're always trying to update the site too on the sustainability side and transparency side of things. We're also pretty active on Instagram. So at hikersbrew on Instagram or any social platform, we really focus on Instagram though. And we'll show a lot of like the behind the scenes and different things in our stories. And then if you're in the industry, if you're part of the industry and you are a member on Outdoor Pro Link or Expert Voice. You can purchase Hikers Brew there now too. All right. Awesome. Thanks again, Zach. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Whew, we made it. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of Built on Passion. Hope you learned something. Hope you maybe grew as a person. Maybe you have a new entrepreneurial idea. Maybe all of the above. Maybe you got a new perspective on your favorite hobby or favorite piece of gear and you just you fell in love all over again. I'm hoping for the last one. That last one actually sounds pretty good. I'm going to ask one last time for the people in the back. Please leave a review. It is super helpful and a great way to show your support of the show. And if you know someone who might be interested in this episode specifically, share it to them. And all joking aside, thank you for everything, for supporting what we're doing. In any event, that's it for now. I will see you next week on another episode of Built on Passion. <laughs>